Welcome everybody to episode number 59 of Gaming Culture Radio. I'm your host Tyler, joined as always by our three co-hosts. Starting with Mike, how you doing today, sir? Just like peaches and cream, baby. Yeah? Was it a good yeah. week was it a good week off after doing a million yeah, shows was. for E3? It was. <laughs> I, I feel so much see I feel replenished. Yeah, it, it kinda does. It, I was talking to Graham before the show. It feels weird uh doing a show after a week off after doing six in one week. And speaking of Graham, Graham, how are you today? I'm doing good. Like I said, it's good to get out of the, all that five, that chaos of last week. Yeah. So it's definitely nice and uh, looking forward to get back into playing some games mm-hmm. instead of watching games and reading up on games and actually get to partake. So definitely yeah. looking forward to that. Yep. Really cool. And finally joining us is Eugene. How are you doing? Man, I'm still recovering from E3. I really feel... Uh, <laughs> I really feel for like the you know actual journalists that go yeah. out there and have to just spend a week there in that whole hot mess. So it's been a it is a long week, but recovering well. It's funny mm-hmm. we were ta- we were talking like our goal next year is to be there. Yeah, and we think about how tired we were like after just doing these shows and being there will be a whole other thing. But well, while we're on that note, guys, I just want to say thank you to the community because we actually had more downloads during E three week. Mm-hmm. Then we've had cumulative for this show period. Yeah. Up up until the wow. week. Beautiful. Yep. And yeah, I wanna awesome. I wanna thank you guys and and big thank you to the people who've been around since the beginning because you help us uh, get a little attention and then the, the people that have joined on recently, we thank you for listening and mm-hmm. stay with us and, and like we said, uh, we've gotten some feedback about some background noise, things like that. I believe all that is fixed going in tonight, so it should be much, much better, and mm-hmm. we should be good to go going forward. So, uh, thank yeah. you, and uh, we're we're happy to be where we were on the iTunes rankings, and we continue to be. So, yeah. you know, the best way to keep us there, everybody, is if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, give us a five star rating, and give us a positive rating uh, there, and or through whatever uh, app you use to listen to podcasts. You can also head over to uh, Facebook and join our page, the Gaming Culture Radio Forums. When you're there, mm-hmm. you can submit questions to be read on the show. If they're read, you're entered for a monthly drawing, which we'll be doing next week for June, by the way. And mm-hmm. we'll announce a winner every month. And since we have more than 100 people in our Facebook group now, the prizes are going to get bigger. So that's pretty awesome. So once we get up to 200, they'll get bigger yet. So and tell your friends. Have your friends listen to the show and join the group. Uh, the bigger we get, tell your uh, friends, friends. Tell your friends, friends. The bigger we get, the better community gets. The better <laughs> the community gets, and the better the prizes get. So, uh, but again, thank you to everybody out there who mm-hmm. who supported us and listened to us last week. It was awesome. It was it was a great time. It was really tiring. It was long, but it was a really cool experience to cover E3 yeah, for you. Very enjoyable. So that was awesome. Yeah. Hey Tyler. Yes. I was just thinking about you know going to E3 next year. You know what I think we should do? We should take turns and we should rent. A couple of those utility dollies, not the small ones, but the big ones for like taking fridges, and just duct tape a couple pillows to it. And whoever's you know the worst off that day, just put them on there, and then, you know they can take over the next day for the person who's worst off. Why not? Why can't, not? can't do a golf can't do a golf cart because uh, you know people in a way. Yeah, that's so. true. And you can't really do the Segway for the same reason. So yeah, yeah you can probably do the you can probably do the dolly. That's good. That's a good call. Yeah, we might try that next Thank year. You. So. <laughs> Alright, so with that, let's get into news, everybody. First off, as if there weren't enough consoles out there already, Atari has announced that they are producing a new gaming console. Eugene, you uh, ran into this a little bit. Any thoughts on it? Was there any release date or any window? 
So the only thing that Atari has released, there is a website, which I, I can't think of the name of it right now, but uh, a lot of people were speculating that it's fake. Um, it, it was just a teaser, and all it is, it's the Atari logo, and then it shows the top of what we assume is a console, and it looks pretty sleek. Um, it, it shows a, a black top, and it shows um, some slick uh, kind of wood grain, kind of like the old uh, Atari yeah. um Atari, uh, I can't even think right now. Was it the 2200? Atari 2600. Sorry. So the Atari 2600 has the wood grain. Uh, It looks pretty sleek, and, uh, you know, a lot of rumors are flying around about it. But then uh, the CEO had to come out and say, yep, it is happening. We are making a new console. Uh, My thoughts on it are what kind of new console is it going to be? Personally, I don't think it's going to be a full-fledged console to compete with the xbox playstation but yep. possibly uh I, I think it just might be an atari console with a bunch of classics on it mm-hmm. uh maybe spanning from uh the original Classic atari games. library maybe going uh through the atari jaguar i think the atari jaguar was the uh, latest yeah. console um yeah. so maybe a bunch of hd remakes on there kind of compiled like the nes classic i don't i don't see them getting into the gaming market again there there's no way they're there they can compete what do you guys think I think that they probably won't put the Atari Jaguar uh, um, software on there because as far as I can remember, Eugene, you, you, you tell me because, well, you know, well, I am older than you, but uh, uh, the only game that I can remember on there worth of salt was uh, uh, Aliens vs. Predator. And So, I mean, I, I can't I, speak towards the Atari Jaguar because I, I know when it came out, it was like seven or $800, and that was just something I, I didn't wow. have as a kid. So right. I, I don't have much experience with that. I definitely do have a lot of experience with the 2600 and 5200 yeah. uh, with the games uh, that they had on there. But I uh, can't really yeah. speak a lot towards the Jaguar. I know it was uh, somewhat powerful. as competing against, uh, I think, I want to say the the Sega CD and the PlayStation 1 even. Uh, yeah. But then they kind of got out of it because they were so expensive. I think the games were like $200 a pop. Uh, and then the console itself was upwards of $800. Um so I can't really speak towards it, but I, I do find the news interesting. Do you guys have I, any uh, experience with the Atari at all? I don't think that it was the seven or eight hundred dollar one. I th- the one with that was the seven eight hundred dollar one, and that had the really expensive games, which was a little bit upwards of hundred bucks. Was the Neo Geo because it was the closest thing? Yes, yeah, the Neo Geo. Yeah, the, it was the closest thing to uh, arcade graphics at the time. Um, all I know is my friend, my my friend's father would buy pretty much every console that came out, and I'm damn sure that that console tanked um, fairly soon after it came oh, yeah. out mm. so and as far as and, and the only, only thing i got to say about this is uh, you know good for them you know but um people who have problems with epilepsy stay away from the 2600 games that was the worst thing that ever happened to me was uh um some of the things would trigger me uh um, one of them was tron but the one that was the worst was uh superman the game um i had a 45 minute seizure of it and i didn't have like you know like um, convulsing or anything like that i just sort of just go to the lights were on but nobody was home sort of thing and that was the worst one i had longest one i'd ever had so i if they did come out with the 2600 games i would not play them because a lot of them are just just trigger happy as hell yeah um for me i i don't think they're gonna I, eugene i think you're right i don't think they're gonna release a console to, to compete with playstation and, and xbox um, I think if anybody was going to do that, it would be Apple. And we've heard rumors mm-hmm. of that in the past, and they've, they've never done it. Because it's not a good business decision. Yeah. 
So the, these two companies, and, and it was it was a long shot for Microsoft to be successful, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And they and they turned out to be quite successful in the market. Mm-hmm. But now that there's two, I, I see, uh, man, I see a third one, and and I, and I should include Nintendo in this, but Nintendo's just catering to a different audience, I think, um, to to a degree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. With current gen, you know, with the the best resolution, best graphics, best etc., you know, yeah. I, I don't know if there's room for a third. I don't no. unless unless Nintendo elevated to that point, because they're already established. So, I, I just don't think there's room for a new one. Graham, what do you what do you think? Yeah, well, I think it's pretty late into the game for them to try to jump on board. Now, I don't know if it was like the nostalgia of like people buying up the classic NES, like Atari's, like, oh, maybe if we bring our classics back and put it on all a system, maybe people will go for it. But me personally for Atari, like I, I can't even really think of ever seeing one. Like I know I've seen one, but I've been so young. I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. That was like Atari was a thing that just completely missed me. I saw pictures of it and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what it looked like. But I don't remember playing any games or witnessing any games. So it does nothing for me. There's nothing they could do would draw me in. I already have my main systems that I enjoy or like franchises from each system I enjoy. So it's good to see that for people that are big fans of Atari and they're probably excited to see this, but I don't see it being a full-fledged, full-blown competitive uh, gaming console. So we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. That's, mm. that's my, my yeah. thoughts. All right. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, so, Mike, you were right. Call of Duty 4 Remastered is going to be mm-hmm. a, an individual release. And it's going to be available on June 27th on the PS4 and later release on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But it's $40. Gouge, 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 gouge. And that doesn't include the DLC, the DLC maps. Jesus. And so, what are we looking for DLC maps? Like I, think I think it's about an extra $15. Jesus. Wow. So you're, you're talking a full retail release by the time you're done. Yeah. yeah, and they do plan on having special summer events and like a special summer map for Call of Duty Four. But man, does, is this anything other than a price grab, money grab at this point? It is. Yeah, pretty much. It is. It's that. That's it. That's it. Um, here's the problem, though. I mean, everything has, has advanced more, and you know, people like the other shooters better. Some of some people like Black Ops, Black Ops One, or you know, mm-hmm. better than you know Two and stuff like that. And it just it's. It's not worth forty bucks. I said I said this when we first talked about it. I said if it's any more than like twenty five bucks, it's just going to be a money grab, and the people who really, really, really want to buy it will, and then there won't be that ma- that many people playing it, so it's going to die off soon. Yeah, I think this is way too high of a price to try to bring life back into this franchise, and it's not like they need the money or they're hurting the money or it's like a Kickstarter to give them money. They have crap tons of money. The next Call of Duty, they're going to sell millions and millions and make tons on it. So this is kind of ridiculous, and I think this is going to be ultimately be bad for the game. So, well, you guys screwed this one up. So, yeah. like, I, I kind of got into an argument online with somebody about it as in one of the <laughs> other video game groups I'm on. Uh, they're super excited for it. They're like, yes, I can, I can finally play a standalone version of it. I'm like... Hey man, uh, and I, I and I'm looking on Amazon right now, and it's still true. It's actually cheaper. Uh, you can get the Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare uh-huh. Legacy Edition yeah. for forty five dollars. 
There you so go. you can get you can go ahead and get Infinite Warfare with Call of Duty Remastered for forty five dollars. So why don't you just go ahead and get that? I know it's not a standalone disc, but you get yeah. the game. You get yeah. the game for five dollars more, plus you get another game. So why yeah. why invest in forty dollars into it? Um, you know, and right. the same thing with that. That's the PlayStation version forty five, but mm-hmm. for forty nine dollars you can get the Xbox version. So right. why why do that? There's there's no sense yeah. to it. And really, yeah, the last Call of Duty, the last Call of Duty game wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, in terms of like, if you just want to play campaign or whatever, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, yeah, good call. That, man. Uh, yeah, good call. It's a little disappointing, but uh, all right, Destiny Two, a game we're all kind of looking forward to. The beta be officially begins on July 18th on PS4 and July 19th on Xbox One. It's going to include, mm. for sure, the Homecoming mission, the Inverted Spire Strike, and some PvP, which uh, Bungie's not quite clarified yet. So, yeah. uh, thoughts on this? And, you know, I, I, this is the same model we followed last time. PS4, I think, got it a day early for the first yeah. game. And I found that in the time that I had to play it, I, you know, I didn't get bored. There was plenty to do. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed my time, and... And what what they do, I think, is they they make it a little easier to get some of the really awesome weapons because you don't get to keep them, right? So you know it gets you hooked. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the first the first beta. You guys looking forward to this? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Eugene. Uh, I, I was just gonna say I, I think this is pretty meaty for a beta. Uh, if I remember from the original Destiny beta, it uh it it really only came with uh um the multiplayer aspect where you had the one map um, and you could play along with people, but it definitely didn't have a strike. And I, I don't think it had any PVP. Um, so I think that that's pretty awesome that they, they included so many features uh, from it for you to play along with some other uh, destiny players online. It had some multiplayer aspect to it because that's what kept me hooked so long, but it just had like the first mission of the story pretty much. Right. Right. Yeah. And then it had a multiplayer aspect to it. So I think some PVP was in there, but but, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think there was a strike in the first beta. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool that they have that in there. Yeah. Well, 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 Graham, we'll Graham, you're you're going to be new to this game. What yeah, I would say, me personally, I'm what you guys would call a noob that mm-hmm. comes to Destiny. I haven't watched anything on the original Destiny. I've seen, like, some of the action trailers or something like that. But I know nothing of it. I don't know what a strike is. I heard raids. I heard it's grinding. And so I'm hoping with me getting Destiny 2 that they fix the issues that the people had with Destiny 1. Because I heard like the fan base really dropped off or the player base dropped off for Destiny. Like mm-hmm. when I think the first update came and it was just more grinding and people like kind of fell off. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there, that issue has been solved. And I look forward to trying it out for the first time and seeing what this Destiny world's all about. Yeah, and I think I think the first one too. They really messed up like their RNG system to start with, mm-hmm. and with the way that weapons were awarded to players, and just gear in general, gear and weapons, and yep. you could get like a purple, and mm-hmm. you get a, you get a purple on grab, and you get a blue weapon every time. You know, okay. yeah, that sucked. So it, it just wasn't the reward wasn't there for the grind, right. So I, they, they fixed that, and that's what really turned that game around. Unfortunately, they lost a bunch of players before that. But, you know, Destiny's had a really healthy community the whole time. So 
we'll, we'll see what uh, number two looks like, what I'm looking forward to. But a reminder to everybody out there, those dates I announced, the 18th and 19th for PS4 and Xbox One, that is only if you pre-ordered the game. You don't get it until uh-huh. later. You don't get it until later if you haven't pre-ordered the game. So Graham, pre-order the game. Yes, I'll have yeah, to check. I, I pre-ordered so many games, I don't even remember if I pre-ordered this one. We'll check. And and you pre-ordered I'll so check. many, what's one more? So. Yeah, Graham. <laughs> All yeah. right. What's one more? Pre-ordering on Amazon <laughs> until they start releasing and then my bank account <laughs> starts going down. It's like that drop of the cartoons where they walk off the cliff and they start yep. going down. That'd be my so. bank account. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. <laughs> Next up. And by the way, uh, Destiny 2 comes out on September 6th. So it's mm-hmm. the pretty much outside of Madden, if you're a big Madden fan, it's the first of the major releases. Right. So, up next, Phil Spencer thinks the Xbox One S will outsell the One X because, quote, most people just want to get a console, put a controller in their hands, and play games. And I think that's true. I yes. think I think the way I look at it, and I think a lot of our listeners and us look at it, we're the exception of the rule. We're like the hardcores. Mm-hmm. I think most people just want to get a console and play games. And they're not going to nitpick between, you know, with resolution and FPS and things like that, whereas we do. But I think a lot of people don't. So what are you mm-hmm. guys' thoughts on that? Um, my thought on this is is it all depends on their income. You know, if they have enough to throw at the, the, the X, they will. And if they don't, then they'll just get the S. You know, they'll upgrade later when they can. That's pretty much how that's going to go. Okay. Well, for me, I, I'm going to do a little plug here. I kind of wrote up on an article about my impressions about the Xbox One X and how it's going to be competing with the Xbox One S. So if you guys want to go over to xboxculture.net, you'll see something, an article says, to game in 4K or to not game in 4K? That is the question. Wait a minute. So it's a good based, read. I read it. Wait a so, minute. When did what? you learn how to write? <laughs> the, the day after I learned how to read, man. It was pretty yeah. amazing. I think it was yesterday. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I totally see the Xbox One S doing really well and probably outselling the Xbox One X just for the sake of there's not a big difference between the two. Like there is horsepower and graphics wise, but like no like major major. The big thing is the price difference though. So I could see more people flocking towards the One S. Mm-hmm. So Graham, push back on you one thing here. So I agree with you. I think the One S is going to outsell the One X tremendously, mm-hmm. and I think it's largely because of price. But yes. yeah, do you really think there's only a small difference in the the way games look? Well, basically, it's just 4K to 1080, and yes, graphically right. it's better, and they'll probably load quicker. But I don't think there's enough of a price to sway people because you're still getting a 4K Blu-ray player with the One yeah. X. Sure. So and it's like it's gonna be upscaled to 4K, like it's not true 4K. So okay. it's it's on the borderline of the best quality visually you can get. So I, with paying what an extra three hundred dollars just to get true 4K, it seems pretty well, steep. I don't think it's gonna stay at 199, is it? it that's a temporary deal. So that's yeah. gonna that's gonna it's gonna come off of that. But well, even the, like a fifty dollar increase though, I still right. don't think it's gonna be enough. Uh, and I agree. I mean, I, I like I said, I think it's going to dramatically outsell the One X, but and it should. I mean, that's the way they've set mm-hmm. up the model. Yeah. But but I think that when it comes to if you have if you have a 1080p TV, if yeah. 
Will the game perform better on the One X? Yes. But is it a big enough difference? No. Yes. And I would mm-hmm. say in that situation, buy a One S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way you're future-proof. Like, you get a 4K TV, the game's going to look better. Not true, not native 4K, but better. Right. And you mm-hmm. have a 4K Blu-ray player. You're set. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a 4K TV now with HDR and you're happy with that set, the One X is the way to go. Yeah. If you don't have a One S. It's, it's hard to justify buying the One X while you still have a One S. Um, Unless there's a great trade-in not, value. Not for me, because the, the One S is not built to run games natively in 4K. Yeah. Yeah. The way and I look at it. The One it, X is. Yeah. The way I look at it is more important to me than the 4K is the frame rate. What 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 frame yeah. rate will... Uh, so 60 frames is the big thing for me. If every game will run in 60 frames, then... That that's what it would sell for me, but I mean I, I don't see anything wrong with what he said because it's true. Um, no, the one S will the one S will outsell the you know the one X. Uh, it, after I thought about it a little bit, you know I I have a 4K TV. It may not be HDR, but it's still 4K, and I can definitely see the difference uh, whenever games are upscaled to 4K because I, I recently purchased an Xbox One S. But I, I think I'm gonna hold off. I think I'm gonna hold off this holiday season and getting the one X uh, because I, I do feel it is a more premium console. Will I eventually get it? I- I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just to make sure every game is 60 frames and then get that more uh, graphical fidelity. Yeah. But I-, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. No, no, no. I don't cool. either. I don't either. And I'm not like hammered on you, Graham. I-, I hope you understand that. It's, uh... <laughs> hammer, hammer. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I was talking about Phil. Yeah. Anything wrong with what Phil said. But no, no. Still I don't say see nothing wrong with what Graham said. Um, but I think the people that have have adopted um, 4K and especially HDR at this point are still considered early adopters, and early adopters yeah. tend to go for the best of the best right away. Yeah. So early adopters are going to get that One X. They're going to. So, yeah. Grammar, are you going to get a One X this fall? It depends on my money situation. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, with all these games I pre-ordered now too, that's going to take mm-hmm. a big impact. So now it's like, would I rather have all these great games to play on <laughs> still a really good system and visually it will be really well, or True. would I rather have a One X and have a much better mm-hmm. visual gaming experience with so, less games? So totally... basically, it's it's I'm kind of torn. Really, I okay. don't know exactly. And I totally get that. For me, like I invested a few months ago in the uh, in a 4K TV with HDR, and you know Mike can attest to this. It looks amazing, does it not? Yeah, it's, it does. It really so does. for me to not get the One X, I think would be selling myself short. And yeah, yeah yep. it's a, it's a couple hundred dollars more, but man, if I spent the money I spent on the TV, I better be willing to to yeah, cover totally. up an extra two hundred dollars to yeah. get the One X. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, so, but you got to be careful, though, man. Or it is that sixty frames melt steel beams. Yeah, you know. Um, by the way, by the way, I didn't throw this in the news, but I just want to mention it briefly, Nintendo fanboys out there, mm-hmm. that uh, Mario was confirmed to run in sixty frames across the full game. No kidding, really? Yeah. That's yep. all right. Even in handheld mode. Wow, that's impressive. So that's pretty awesome. Kudos to them. Yeah. On achieving that, because I don't, Zelda didn't get that, did it? No, didn't get close to that. So, kudos to them for achieving that. That's awesome. So, really looking forward to that. But anyway, let us know your thoughts on what. Are you planning on getting the One X or not? 
you know, there's a lot of hype around it. Is has that kind of settled down? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just, like know people's thoughts too, yeah. actually. So, yep. but let us know on on our Facebook group, uh, Gaming Culture Radio. Let's move on to the next story. Nintendo is increasing console shipments for the Switch in July and August to meet demand, and they if it's not an official apology for the lack of supply that they've had in the first few months. So, it's been tough to get your hands on one. I wish they had put out an apology for the lack of supply of the retro consoles. Yeah, too. don't even talk about it. That's I'm so bitter. I've given well, up on that. Yeah, I have too. It's sad, but mm. I've given up on it. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, I got a Switch right away. I mean, it wasn't that hard for me, actually, to go pre-order one. I, mm. I went to Walmart and did their like, pre-order slash layaway deal yeah. program and was had no problems whatsoever. I, no, I, think, I think the problem sure. is the majority mm. of people flock to the same places, your GameStops... Mm-hmm. And Best Buys of the world, and they mm-hmm. run out. Yeah, right. So EB Games for the Canadian uh, yeah. fans. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what's your well, what you're saying, dude? Um, it, it, well, it's true. I mean, it's not it's not the hardest thing in the world to find. But I just wanted to throw in there. I didn't see any deals worth the while on uh, the Switch, but apparently GameStop has a metric ton of non uh, what do they call that uh, non bundle um, switches now. Stand so it's just a basic switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can pretty much find them. You know, I got an email. Yeah, I got an email today from GameStop saying once again that you can put in for a drawing uh, to be one of the owners of a one of their one thousand switches that they have. So, <laughs> oh gee, thank you, you. You have to put in a bid to purchase a switch. So that's great. So here's my my thought on it. Like they say, July and August, but it, with all these great games coming out this holiday season i mean they have a great game basically coming out august september october yeah. november december they've got to keep that system on shelves throughout the holiday season there shouldn't be any reason that you can't go into a walmart or a GameStop and just say hey i want to purchase a switch today there should be no reason yeah. for that um, especially with yeah. them having an amazing e3 and people like arguing yeah. that it could have been like one of the better ones and mm-hmm. i wonder if this is when they realize like wow like People really like this, so we want these games. So we better make sure we get these consoles out, because it's nothing. It's it's bad. Okay, people want the console and they can't get it, because then they're like, oh, maybe I'll I'll guess I'll buy this instead, and then they've already spent their money. So yeah. Nintendo needs to make like make sure that they have these consoles for people who want them. Yeah, right, Eugene, right. That, that's a great point. It's you know they they just showed this fantastic lineup of games where they have basically one blockbuster every single month. And if you can buy the game but not play it on anything, that's a problem. Yeah. So problem. you've got to be ready to go because they have a chance to strike right now. Because Sony has nothing coming this fall. I mean, they have some stuff, but it's not anything super impressive. And Microsoft has some stuff, but it's, again, they don't have any of their tentpole franchises. You know, they're relying a lot on Crackdown 3 and Forza 7 to carry the load here for them. Yeah. Which, those are not two traditional, like, you know, foundations of Microsoft games. And Nintendo has an opportunity here to really strike with with Mario and with, you know, the Mario plus Rabbids, whatever game. And and the other games they have, yeah, Battlegrounds, and the other games they have coming out, but not if there's no consoles to play it on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great point. I, I think that's, they need to do this and they need to be ready because... I think by the end of the year or early next year, they could already surpass what they sold with with Wii U for the entire life. Oh, they're already on track. It's yeah. Looking that way, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And any other thoughts on that? 
I really meant. Keep it All in right. stock. Keep it in stock. I had a yeah. fight for yeah. Amiibo today. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Finally, in news, Sony Sean Layton confirmed that all the PS4 games shown at E3 that had a blanket 2018 release date mm-hmm. will arrive in the first half of 2018. And that includes titles that we saw, like Detroit Become Human, Days Gone, Spider-Man, and God of War. So I think mm-hmm. it's pretty damn awesome that we're going to get Spider-Man in the first half of 2018. Yeah. And God of War, for that matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Do you guys think they should have clarified this at E3? Yes. 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 I think it would have been a totally different show if they clarified this at E3. It would have lessened their backlash. Because basically, yes. when we saw 2018, we're like, okay, that, that probably means towards the end, if you do get in 2018. Because yes. they're like, yeah. we just need to give them a release date, so let's just say 2018. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the way I took it, and I'm sure many other people took it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Now he did say he did say that it's June, so we're in the first half of 2017, and that all these games will be coming out in the quote next 12 to 13 months. So whether or not you think you know late July, early August of 2018 is early 18, that's up to you. But we're going to give him benefit of the doubt here, and well, we're going to say yeah. that you know I don't I, I I have a real tough time thinking that they're going to like put out four games in like late July. So yeah. So yeah. I, I think they're going to get the bulk of these games on the early part of 18. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, Out of War looks really close, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, God of War yeah. and Days Gone, I think. Uh, yeah. Definitely Spider-Man will probably be, like, April, yeah. uh, Mar- uh, March, April, May. Mm-hmm. And the, but Detroit Become Human, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I have a strong feeling that that may not even come out in 2018. So, yeah. um, you know, kudos to them if they do get it out. But I, I think that's pushing it a little bit. But mm. yeah. um, definitely God of War and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Yep. All right. Awesome. Well, nothing else on that, gentlemen. Nope. All right. Cool. Well, that's oh. gonna do it for all our news this week. Let's turn it over to Graham. Graham, what can yes. we get in stores? Well, next week we'll see a ton of new releases, and this is especially true for PS4 owners. But fear not, Xbox One owners, because a lot of these titles share their release date with the Xbox One. So let's get to it. Now, the following titles will be released on both consoles on the 27th. We have mm-hmm. The Golf Club 2, Elite Dangerous Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15 Episode Prompt 2, Diablo 3 Rise of the Necromancer, which is DLC for people. Uh, we have DLC for Titanfall 2, The War Games, which mm-hmm. is free, and Valkyria Revolution. It screwed that up. Yes. <laughs> now, we love out you, of these, Grammy. We out of these titles, three will also be released for the PC gamers out there. And those titles are Diablo 3, Rise of the Necromancer, Golf uh-huh. Club 2, and Titanfall The War Games. Hey, Grammy, do you have a price yeah. on the, the Diablo uh, DLC? No, actually. I think uh, it's $15. 15 Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'll pick that up then. Yeah, I'll probably pick that one up. We, we should get on there on, on Xbox. I think it'll be a good game to play together. Well, I did. I started the seasons, and then people started making characters. And I, I know I was playing with Steve and got him up pretty far, but it just, it just died because we were just playing other stuff in E3 and all that. Let's get on it this weekend, man. Let's get prepared Tough, for the Necromancer. Fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have a couple releases that we're, we'll be releasing on both PS4 and PC. We have Danganronpa, another <laughs> episode. That's, that was right. Get yes, Danganronpa. Danganronpa, yes. yes. I still like listening to <laughs> Very carefully Ultra, say these names. Ultra Des- uh, Despair Girls and uh, Micro Machines World Series. 
Now, Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, will release for both systems on the 27th, while Micro Machines World Series will first release on the 29th on PC and then the following day on PS4. And that game to me just sounds like a lot of fun, even though I know nothing of it. Now, sticking with the PS4, we have Ancient Amaltor, uh, Arizona Sunshine, and Cavernous Waste, and these will all be releasing on the 27th. And right. fans of the Crash Bandicoot series, I know you're out there, will be happy to know that the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy will be releasing on the 30th. Yeah. Now, yes. There you go. So like I said, there's lots of games and DLC to be had on the PS4 next week. So for Xbox exclusivity, we have three titles, all of which will be releasing on the 30th. And they are Ghost of a Tale, Area, and Goliath. Okay. So to, to, the, to end the week off, <laughs> we have some DLC that myself and I'm sure many others are very excited to see. We have some DLC for the amazing game the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, this DLC is titled The Master Trials, and this will be available for download on the 30th for the Nintendo Switch and the Wii U owners out there who possess this title. So, like I said, as you can see, we have a great week of new titles and great DLCs coming our way. So, mm -hmm. happy gaming, everyone. Now, let's move it on over to Mike, where he'll tell us what's good in the deals department. Mike? All right, boys and girls, thank you, Grammy. Um, no it's going to be a short one because I'm not going over what's available for free from the two consoles because I've been saying it for like the last three weeks. Um, so what I do want to say is is I got a couple of really good deals on both uh, consoles. Uh, starting off, you got a $100 Xbox card for uh, $90 via Newegg right now. So that's $10 free money. Um, this is the, this is a good one because we, we were talking about the, the Xbox One S earlier. Xbox One S, 500 gigabyte Minecraft bundle, $184.99 at Newegg via eBay, with promo code P is in Paul, summer, 15 off. And that's a pretty damn good deal, and you're not going to see much better than that for a while. Um, that was pretty much it for Xbox. Um, jump over to uh, PS4, and you get the last Guardian, $69.99 at uh, eBay free shipping. PlayStation 1 Plus, one year for US $47.99 on eBay. And uh, Amazon Prime members can get Dishonored 2 for $25.99. I looked at the Switch. I don't see anything on there, really. So, uh, except for what, like I said earlier, about how GameStop is just getting flooded with them shortly. So that's pretty much going to do it for deals this week. Uh, Eugene, what you got for questions, man? All right, so we, we did have a few questions on our Facebook group this week. Yes. Uh, Stephen Wiseman asks, any changes on what's your favorite part of E3 now that it's been a week? So after it's settled <laughs> down, uh, any changes to the hype of E3? Um, well, go ahead, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I Like I said, I don't own a Switch. I, I kept saying, give me a reason to buy one, give me a reason to buy one, and then they did. So, you know, that was that was, that was was refreshing for me. I was really happy about that. You know, I just expected another another stupid thing like, you know, the snapping of the fingers with the Switch thing. But I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. What about you, Tyler? Uh, for me, no big change. I mean, I was really impressed with the One X. And yeah. I still am. I plan on pre-ordering as soon as it's approved to be pre-ordered. Um, mm -hmm. Which hopefully will come in the next few weeks. Um, mm -hmm. The games I was really impressed with, again, um, you know, uh, um, Evil Within 2... 
and Skull and Bones. Really impressed with those. Uh, we learned Skull and Bones is going to have a single player mode, which is cool. And uh, and then the you know a lot of the Nintendo releases were look pretty awesome. Mario got me hyped and made me feel like I made the right decision buying a Switch. And and then the PlayStation games that are coming out. I look forward to playing God of War. I look forward to playing Spider Man. So uh, no, nothing's really changed. It's pretty much the same for me. How about you guys? I was uh I was a little bit disappointed. I, I read a few uh, kind of articles in the last week uh, about the hype for E3. And IGN actually voted uh, Super Mario Odyssey game of show, but a bunch of fans turned around and the the player's choice was Spider-Man, which Spider-Man looked fantastic to me, but I I don't know if this still will be a day one buy for me. Um, I'll see how the reviews go and how the gameplay is, but if it plays as good as the kind of extended (laughs) demo that they showed, uh, I definitely will be getting it. I'm more excited, though. Uh, about the bigger franchises like uh, Wolfenstein, I kind of want to play through the New Blood. That's that's yeah. my dilemma right now is going back and playing uh, through the prequels, you know, of the games that are, mm-hmm. are coming out. So I want to go back through and, and beat the Last of Us remaster. I never beat the remastered version of it. I never, uh, I haven't beaten Doom yet, which I want to beat Doom in the next mm-hmm. week. Uh, I, I was able to get through Battlefield this last week. Uh, I'm playing Titanfall right now, so I can get ready, uh, you know, for the next holiday season. So. Uh, really, it's just getting through my backlog and getting prepared for these new games coming out. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. like, I nothing's really changed. I'm still stoked. I can't wait for these games to come out. Uh, I'm not sure, like, the list, which one comes out first that I'm excited for, but I'm definitely excited for um, Middle-Earth Shadow of War. That, that game looks amazing, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. But there's yeah, so many great games and the Switch. I'm I'm glad that I possess the Switch. I got one day one, and as all these games come out, I'll probably pre-order a bunch of them. Like Amazon Prime is probably the best thing and the worst thing for me because I'm like, <laughs> well, if I pre-order now, I'll save twenty percent. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them probably will just sit there. I'm like, yep, I probably could wait it. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> I get, I'm so excited for a lot of them I pre-ordered. And like I said, for the Xbox One S, when when the opportunity arises to pre-order, I will just so this I solidify one if I do decide to get one on day one. But like I said, with beauty about that, you could cancel it and there's no penalty. And then I'm sure somebody else will get the opportunity. But yeah, nothing's really changed. Everything looked great. Um, the games I've been excited for, I'm still excited. Nothing has changed. Yeah. I guess I guess I didn't answer that question correctly, but you know, you know that was a Wait, weird question. Screw it up, Mike. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Moving on. All right. So next question comes from uh, Sean uh, Capusta. So Sean asks, uh, he wants us to talk about Polymega. Um, so if you guys don't know what Polymega is, it is a retro gaming console that is coming out. Uh, it is going to be a something that's different from uh, some of the remakes of the Atari 2600 that we've seen in stores. Yeah. Uh, some of the flashback systems that we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, even the Retron five, if you don't know what that is, it plays a bunch of a uh, uh, cartridge based games, but the Polymega is going to be a modular console to where you can buy pieces for it to play different games. And it was just announced recently that mm-hmm. it is going to have a disc slot. Uh, and that is not going to be a modular attachment. That is going to be part of the system. So mm-hmm. that way you can play uh, PlayStation, Sega CD, and Neo Geo CD uh, in modern HD. So 
are any of you guys maybe interested in the Polymega in the future? Yeah, um, I am. If you can yeah. play PlayStation One and Sega games on it, yeah, yeah, definitely. I go, I go find a copy of that uh, one game I keep barking about. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, med- medieval, that's it. Medieval. Yeah, medieval for PlayStation. So yeah. I think it was just neat to the the modular approach because like the Retron Five, yeah, it'll, it'll play like SNES, NES, uh, and Sega and things like that, Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, you can it'll have attachments to it that hey, if you only want the SNES and NES, um, you just buy those pieces for it and right. you kind of plug and play those pieces uh, in the system. Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering how much it's going to cost. Yeah, the, the sounds it's, expensive. So it does. Yeah. and that's always yes, the key does. is how much is this going to cost. So yeah, yeah once I of, once I hear that I'll be able to tell you better. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. This is one of those things where I see what you're doing there, but I yeah. really don't care. You know. Yep. So you know you do what you do, and you know you you you, you know charge all them all this money for the other ones. I don't care. You know. Yeah. I mean, it kind of. I know, Mike. You always talk about what's that little uh, device that you can. Uh, um, Put custom-based software on and things like that to run uh, old emulators. Oh, Raspberry Pi. Oh, yeah. So Raspberry. Uh, if I'm, I'm sure Raspberry Pi. I think they're on the Raspberry Pi three right now. I think yeah. by then they're they're going to have the Raspberry Pi four and the Pi three right now. You can emulate most PlayStation Everything. one games on it. Yeah, yeah and uh, it, it kind of stutters with some N64 and things like that. But once the Pi four comes out, you'll be able yeah. to just download all these games. Uh, to the to the Pi Four and, and it'll be yeah. able to support it. So and you can buy the Pi, you know, Four setup. You can start one up for about fifty dollars. Um, yeah, re- pretty cheap. So if if it, it can if it can compete against that, then I'm all for it. But this thing, if it's going to be like two hundred dollars, there's no way. Even if it's in HD. So yeah, yeah more on that. That's pretty much it for that one. Yeah. yeah. What else we got? Uh, Let's get uh, one more question in there. This comes from Dylan Anderson. Are you guys hyped for VR first-party games like Skyrim, Fallout 4, or not so much? What games would you like to come to VR that would sway you towards VR gaming? Hmm. Dead or Alive 5. <laughs> oh, come on. Volleyball edition. <laughs> I was thinking the games that would get me excited is pretty much on the docket to come out. You got Skyrim. You got Fallout. You got Doom. And I'm not really like, well, I haven't played Doom. I know it's an amazing game. But I'm sure that game would be amazing in VR. So for me, yeah, the games are there. Um, like Fallout, that that's amazing. But say like Breath of the Wild or something like that, that came out in VR. I know this is like maybe a pipe dream. But any like open world game where you can like openly explore. And even like horror games too, like which is ideal for VR. Like I'm still been debating like what... If I go down to VR road, which way I'm going to go? And I'm leaning towards HTC Vive as of late. Maybe because Fallout 4, maybe I'm kind of biased that way. Because I know Skyrim will definitely be out there later. I have my reasons why they probably didn't show it for that. Because it's probably coming out next year. And Bethesda made a point to show what was coming out this year. So yeah, I'm pretty sure what I'm excited for is already out. And there's a few little extra gems. Maybe like a Mario game, like that would be pretty cool in VR. Have you seen have you seen that video that that guy posted? He made a augmented reality Mario game. No, but I heard about it. I didn't yeah, check it so out. Uh, I would think my, my add-on to this is it, for me to get really invested in VR, we have to see a price drop on the on the headset. So I can't afford the Vive. I can't afford 
Um, I can't, uh, the Oculus. Uh, I don't have a gaming PC for it. Even the PSVR is still, uh, I think, it's $300, to get I the saw, PSVR. I saw a deal on Ben's Bargains yesterday for $300 even. Yeah, so $300. I think retail, though, like normal price was $400. Um, okay. And they are, they are on the shelves right now, but $300 even to me is, is still pricey, especially when there's not a lot of games uh, for right. it. You know, Batman VR right. is the best game, touted game for it, uh, and mm-hmm. it's only an hour long. Uh, mm-hmm. But Doom, follow-up for it would be fantastic. It hasn't been announced. But I would be interested in some kind of uh, augmented reality headset, maybe for the Switch. I can imagine it. Imagine playing Pokemon Go uh, in augmented reality where you go out in the real world, you put this thing on your headset, you'll look like a total weirdo in the park (laughs) with it. But uh, you see Pokemon, you go up to them, and you throw Pokeballs at it. I I think that'd be an interesting concept. But uh, until the headsets get cheaper and until they come up with... uh, uh, bigger titles for VR. I'm not yeah. totally interested. What about but you, Tyler? For augmented reality, wasn't the uh, Hololens? Wasn't that really augmented reality? Yeah, yeah, where they had that table that you could like interact with Minecraft and things like that. Or yeah, yeah, mm. that kind of went away. Eh? Yeah, that thing would would be a lot of money though. I'm sure yeah. they're still making it, but only the elite would be able to afford it with the yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for the list of like killer games that I have to play in VR, mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, like Fallout 4 VR might be the greatest VR experience ever, but it's hard to translate that on a conference show, you know, when yeah. you're all watching it on on regular TVs. Right. It's really hard to translate that. So, uh-huh. um, I like the idea where PSVR is going with the um, theater mode where you can play Mm -hmm. other games in theater mode Mm -hmm. you know for me like playing MLB the show in theater mode is pretty awesome I I like that idea Um, playing if there's a if there's a good golf game on the market playing that yeah Um, but for me VR when we come just to VR you've Mm got to get the horror genre up to speed because that's what's going to grab people yeah Yeah, Evil Within 2 if you had Evil Within 2 in pure VR man yeah it's not that like far out as a reach because like Bethesda shows that they are leaning towards VR. Yeah. And like you never know that could be like a future announcement because like Fallout was yeah. out for a long time and then Resident they, Evil. Know, now we're gonna bring it out on VR. Yeah. So now it's so, like Evil Within. We're gonna bring that out on VR now. Imagine, yeah. you know, Evil Within Two in VR. Imagine um, Alien Isolation in VR. Oh, I would die. I would die. I'd be scared. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, games like that's what's going to grab people. Yeah. In in terms of the experience and just really immerse you and just like be Friday like, Thirteenth. Like yes. that would be a yeah. Friday Thirteenth in VR. That reminds me of something real quick. Hi, did you have you have any of you seen that that fake uh, um, duck hunt VR video? No, I, I've seen it. Yeah, that's it's pretty hilarious, isn't it, Eugene? Yeah, it was. It, basically, this this it, you see the controller with the with the fake hand, right? I mean, the gun with the fake hand. And then a couple of them come up, and you pop them and everything like that. And the dog gets up and holds two of them, right? Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, it's like massive flocks of ducks come out of everywhere. He's got an Uzi, and he just starts, you know, trying to shred them <laughs> down. And there's so many of them that all of a sudden he puts down the Uzi and picks up a grenade and throws the grenade into into the into the patch of grass. Mm-hmm. And then they all come they all come blowing down and then you see 20 to 30 the dogs stand up with with ducks in their hands mm-hmm. it's definitely worth so, checking out but so yeah. i'm gonna throw out one other 
type of game. Mm. And that is Star Wars games. If oh, you yeah. released a proper Star Wars game in like beginning to end VR, mm-hmm. that is a full length game and modern, you know, up to date graphics, etc. That wait a minute would sell people. I think that the two best Star Wars games that would be um, for VR would be the actual arcade game, which is basically Green Lines, mm-hmm. and uh, like X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Well, what about the new Amy Henning game? I mean, there's there's a leak this week that, you know, we didn't cover it in news because it's just kind of a rumor, but there's a leak that that game is set between uh, Episode 4, the original Star Wars, and Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a pretty cool period to, to set that in. So what if, what if you had a game like that that was purely in VR? Imagine going face-to-face with, like, Darth Vader with a lightsaber in VR. Or oh, getting, in, getting into an X-Wing and going into space in a space battle in VR. You know, and just having that entire experience be like that, that would mm-hmm. do it. Put up your hand and, like, shoot up some, you know, uh, yeah. force powers and things yes. like that. Yeah. That would bring a lot of people into the fold. Yeah. So I, I think that's the other type of game that could do it. Along with that would be your your major temples. Like your, I think there's some some uh, possibility there for games like Destiny and Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Okay. But until I, I think Star Wars would be the franchise to put it over the top. But I think the horror genre would be the one that really grabs people. So that that's my take. Maybe and get an Avatar game mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get an Avatar game in you. Yeah. Sideways. Sure that means All right. right. <laughs> Anything else this week, Eugene? Uh, we have. Do we have time for one more question? We have time for one more. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Brian Richland asked, "What was a game growing up that you never played that you want to now as an adult?" Mm. It's a good one. You know, Graham's going to yell at me for this. I'm going to answer first. There's two. I'm going to give you two. Um, Castlevania, and I've never finished a Zelda game ever. Yes, I've heard this, oh, and I, I'm not sure how we maintain our friendship. <laughs> it must be a deep bond or something. But, man, the joy of finishing, like, Ocarina of Time? Oh, my God, Tyler. If I could just, like, like give you, like, <laughs> possess you so you would have to go through it and do it, I, I would. But, you know, I don't possess that power. I'm, I'm kind of appreciative of that, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild would be the perfect game for you to go. Yeah, to, so. and, and I will. Yeah, the game is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back into this like next week when that Master Trials come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, how about you guys? Well, I'd have to go with uh, Ghosts and Goblins. I mean, you know, there's only six levels, and I've made it through probably half to a so full one. Yeah. That game is yeah, so and hard. I, and I... I would really like to try to beat that one. Hmm. So that I'd that'd be a, that'd be a nice uh, let's play something for you to stream and just yeah just yeah right yeah. right that game is a hard hard. And I've hard never game. ever played Ghouls and Ghosts, but I've heard of it. So yeah. game that I would like to go back and try to beat was the original Ninja Turtles on the NES. Mm. Never beat that game and i tried so many times that game was hard because it was once once you run out of lives that's it you got to start from the beginning again 
Yeah. And like a couple times you could rescue one of the turtles and get them back, but I don't think you get like full health back. But no, that game was so hard and I would love to actually go back through it because I was a huge Turtles fan. Like mm-hmm. when I was growing up, that was like the biggest thing that was like just after G.I. Joe's, it was like Ninja Turtles and I was completely obsessed with it. A yeah. lot so of that people hated really that game, game but I, I really loved it when I was little and uh, that was the one where you're in, you go in the sewers and then you yeah. climb out of the sewers and you yeah. kind of takes a top-down perspective. I really mm-hmm. loved that game uh, and I remember when I was little, uh, I eventually beat it later on, but I remember the first time I made it to Shredder at the end. Spoilers, uh, and I died. I died because yeah. <laughs> I only had one. I only had one character left. It is a really neat game that you had four characters and you could uh, switch, switch between, between them. them. Yeah, yeah. And if you manage it correctly, uh, you will survive. Uh, that that's the whole thing is knowing when to switch and mm-hmm. not being biased uh, towards one character. So but, yeah. And, like, remember the part with the party wagon where you had to blow up the barriers and you only had so many missiles, and if you shot the wrong one, that's it. You couldn't get any further in the game. You just had to give up. I vaguely remember. Vaguely. Yeah. That was tough. Mm. Crazy. Mm. And there was no go on the internet and see how you had to do it. Like, you could subscribe to Nintendo Power or or call them up on the phone, like, tip hotline. (laughs) Yeah, $5 a minute. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Talk to an expert. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. I remember. I would say. Power. Yeah, nine seven six. I would say if uh if there's a game, I agree with Castlevania because there was not a Castlevania game that uh I, I beat when I was younger. Uh, I I still have Symphony of the Night, uh, and now it's backwards compatible on Xbox. Uh, and it is it is touted as one of the greater uh Castlevanias. It was originally yes. on the PlayStation. Uh, I need to go back and play that, so I agree there. Uh, and then also Metroid. I, I, I beat the first oh, yeah. Metroid. Uh, I never played through Super Metroid, and mm-hmm. I I never played through Metroid 2, which uh, since the remaster is coming, I'll, I'll definitely have a chance to replay it. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to play through the Metroid Prime titles now that mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4. Uh, yeah. I do have the collection for the Wii, and that's one thing that I do not want to do is play it on the Wii, so I might have to go find the GameCube titles. But if GameCube support comes to Switch, then that'll be a, a, a fantastic time to go back and play through those Metroid Prime titles. You mean when yeah. it does. When it, it does in 2019. Right. <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep, so that's, that's pretty much that. All right. So let's wrap things up here. Uh, kind of a short episode this week, but uh, we are running out of bandwidth for the month of June due to all of our E3 coverage. So... We're gonna we're gonna keep this one short, uh, real quick. Uh, Graham, you're working on, or you just published actually the 4K or not 4K article. Yes. So take a look at that. Head on head on over to xboxculture.net. I yeah, will I'd have love to get people's comments and know yeah. what their opinions is and which, what they're gonna buy. Yep, I just wrote up a brief preview of WWE 2K18 with uh-huh. Seth Rollins as the cover athlete and and I'll have a review of the Golf Club 2 up by Tuesday. Hopefully Monday, but Tuesday at the very Boy. latest. Okay, so Tyler, in a nutshell, yeah. WWE, um, what is it, 18? No, you said 17, right? 2K18, yep. 2K18. How is it? Because I own it and I've never played it. It's no, still se- in well, 17 is the one that you have. Okay. Yeah, 17 is the one that you have. So 17 good. It's good. I mean, 16 and 17 have been good. Uh, actually, very fun game. So um, I played a ton of 16, actually, and, and really enjoyed it. Had a good time. So... Uh, definitely recommend those games. You don't have to be a big WWE fan to even get into it, but yeah. So it's, see, in my world, it's WWF, but we won't get into that. whatever. 
So, Eugene, yeah. anything special that you're working on coming out soon? Uh, I will have, probably not this week, but in the upcoming week, I am going to be working on Game of the Year talk so far. So right. what are the big Xbox titles, uh, Game of the Year uh, contenders for this year so far? And then what do we have looking forward to uh, for the rest of the year? Is that another, is that a U article or is that another, like, conglomerate? Nope, that's just me. Yeah, okay, that's cool. just me. Awesome. All right, Quit cool. putting me to work, Eugene. I know. <laughs> I'm actually happy he's done like putting us all assigning us all stuff. So, yeah. um, with I mean, that, hey, if you guys want to do a, ga- a <laughs> no, gaming, no, uh, no, you know, no, I'm good. I'm going to be writing the Golf Club Two review, and that's going to be good. So, um, <laughs> I did write a Dirt Four review as well. Check that out. Uh, very fun game, and if you enjoy racing games, it's a nice change of pace from your forces of the world. So, check that out as well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get out of here. So. Uh, for Mike, Graham, and Eugene, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us for episode number 59. Please head on over to Facebook and join the Gaming Culture Radio forums to uh, submit questions, be entered into our giveaways, and head on over to xboxculture.net to stay up to date on all the latest news in gaming, also playstationculture.net, and soon to be nintendoculture.net as well. So, again, for all of us, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back ne- next week with episode number 60. <laughs> Almost made it. Episode number Almost. 60. We blew through the we 50s. Are just clicking along. Three, I know. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back next week with episode number 60. Until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, stay safe and play some great games this week. Thank you. Thank you. I will cut you. Bye.